0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Super Bowl Hype Week of uh, the Tyler and Tyler podcast. I'm going to go over last week's games, uh, project to the Super Bowl. Might talk a little basketball, too. Let's get into it. All right, Tyler. Interesting week, huh?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, lived up to the hype. Not not as good as the divisional round, um, but still still some good stuff going on. I almost laid almost laid 800 bucks on... Uh, or 100 bucks rather, not 800 bucks, on the Broncos to win because the odds were, like, I would have made, like, 800 bucks. Yeah. And I was so close, but the last minute I was like, you're broke, why are you betting?
1: I had a really, you know, strong feeling they were going to win at the beginning of the game. and Yeah, it just felt like it. it. was the same thing as the Steelers game where it felt like... Like, no matter what the Patriots do, yep. the Broncos are just going to do enough to do a little bit better than them. Yeah,
0: I agree. And, like, teams, for some reason, don't want to kick field goals. uh against against the Broncos Steelers didn't do it with a with in the early in the fourth quarter Patriots could have kicked field goals twice and still score but specifically at like
1: six minutes left it's like you got to kick that field goal they could have kicked it all three times and been up by one point yeah
0: yeah seriously yeah and so it's like I don't know why teams are averse to kicking in Denver which is the most kicker-friendly place in the NFL it's like mind-boggling
1: Patriots also have like the best kicker in the NFL and yeah. the Steelers have one of the top kickers in the NFL too. And yeah, I think it's just a, you know, when you're you don't know you're going to get the other chances. So when when you look back at it, you can say, well, they should have kicked here, but you don't know that Denver isn't going to get the ball back and yeah. run out the clock. It's true. It so game go for changes. The points. Yeah.
0: I agree. It's so weird though how like this is the first year that the Extra point, the exciting extra point is pushed on us and then it, it it matters in the AFC championship game. Like and things like that just happen in football. I don't feel like they happen in other sports.
1: And Bill Belichick was one of the guys like really pushing to change the rule of the kickers. Uh-huh. And then it came back and you know, it ended gotcha, up Gotcha Bill. Ended up getting him. Suck it, Bill. <laughs> but I mean, you can't really point to one play. There was many other plays. Yeah. <clears throat> they threw a, of the game.
0: a bomb to James White like eight times instead of taking they got greedy. I thought they got greedy. There was underneath stuff the whole game, but they didn't really want to do the underneath things when they could. Obviously, Von Miller sacked Brady 14 times, and that made it difficult. But there was a lot of underneath stuff that I felt like they missed out on that they usually –
1: Where was like, Julian Edelman? Yeah. He was just gone. Yeah.
0: I don't understand how they how they shut down – I mean, they didn't shut down Gronk, but they he was quiet other than that 4th and 10 play and Julian Edelman. Like, usually it's pick your poison, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean – a Gronk being quiet is still, like a hundred yards. Yeah. 100 yeah. yards and a touchdown. And but that
0: touchdown catch. How did he not go out of bounds on that touchdown catch? That was I was like convinced one. and the dude is unreal.
1: But the Broncos have really, really good defense. Their front line is scary.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's they have two elite linebackers, you know? And it's and they have like four or five good uh defensive linemen that they just switch out. They they run them all.
1: They have uh, a good secondary too. Yeah. They're just they are really bordering
0: good. on like legendary defense. If they win the Super Bowl, it's legendary, you know? Cuz they're kind of winning despite Peyton Peyton made maybe two or three good throws. Two of them though no, and Daniels but he missed two or two or three at least in the end zone.
1: Yeah, he missed yeah. a couple to Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. He, I don't know, he missed a lot of throws. I mean, he isn't throwing interceptions though, so that's helping. Yeah. He's he's kind of taking that game manager role. But some of his throws are a little bit scary, so I don't know. Yeah,
0: he's going to give you a couple. He's going to give you a couple good throws, and that's all they need, you know. And and, I mean, the running game is is looked better, but still, like, how do they get points? I don't understand.
1: It happens, and I'm like, what the hell am I watching? Like, how's this? Like all of a sudden, their their defense gets some good field position, and Mm -hmm. then they just do enough to get a point, whether it's a field goal or usually a field goal. I mean, they had the two touchdowns in this game, but. Yeah. You know, the prior games to this, they were kicking a lot of field goals.
0: That's true. It's almost more impressive, too, what their defense is doing with all the offensive rules now. You know, how the rules are catered to the offense and everything, and you can't touch players. And, oh, you can't touch anyone. Yeah. It's it's insane, really, that they're doing it. And, and my buddy Jordan kept telling me, he's like, the Broncos are going to do it. The Broncos are going to do it. And I, I had no, no belief whatsoever. But defense still wins. It's weird. The narrative hasn't hasn't really changed yet. You know, the...
1: All right. Here's the interesting thing about that: the Panthers also have a really good defense. Yeah, they have number getting into this number one versus number
0: two. See that, but that's so who evidence for that, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, it's number one versus number
1: two. No, I think it's definitely evidence. I guess the part there is like, how good is the separation between number one and number two? Right. Yeah. I don't know because I mean Denver looks elite. When I watch the Panthers, they they do give up a lot of points, but they get mad turnovers. Yeah. So I.
0: I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. I think it's different, too, because, like, the Patriots run, like, four and five wide receiver sets a lot, and the Panthers run more heavy stuff. They do, like, two tight end sets or, like, max protection stuff. So, I think Cam will have a little bit more time. Cam's obviously more agile in the pocket.
1: He's also really big and hard to tackle. Yeah.
0: So, it's going to be interesting. I don't think he'll get dominated, like, because part of me is like, oh, the Panthers are going to kill him. But I've said that two weeks in a row, so, Broncos, you've earned – earned my trust at this point I think it'll be at least a close game yeah Yeah.
1: I I honestly don't know who I want to go with my gut tells me I should go with the Broncos but my eyes tell me I should go with the Panthers yeah I agree you know looking at the Panthers I think they're overall the best team in the NFL I think they've been the best team in the NFL all year despite you know I thought Seattle was coming on and they were going to make it and you know I, I didn't pick the Panthers to go there but the evidence has been there all year they played at a really high level i I don't know, I just think yeah. that the it's just Broncos... weird when a
0: dude comes out of nowhere, you know not, not that Kim was bad before, but there what what seven and nine last year he was middle of the pack kind of guy, and now he's top three all of a sudden, you know,
1: yeah, he a shoe in for the m v p yeah,
0: only dude ever with thirty t- touchdowns and uh ten rushing touchdowns, or something like that,
1: yeah, yeah, he's had an incredible season yeah. throwing to Ted Ginn, yeah. I
0: don't know. <laughs> Corey Brown and I mean Greg Olson's really good. Yeah, great. that's a key matchup. What I guess it'll be Trevathan, uh, versus Olson. What are some other ones?
1: Uh, Brandon Marshall. Yeah, some of the linebackers.
0: Yeah, crew. So more of the the inside linebackers versus Greg Olson because he runs a lot of seam routes. He does mostly seam stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's really good. He's not. He's like a different kind of good for a tight end. I don't know how to explain it. He's not like, I mean, nobody's really like Gronk. right? Maybe Jimmy Graham back when he was on the Saints. I mean, they had their, you know, these guys are going to get the 15 touchdowns a year. Greg uh, Olson is more of a, to me when I watch him, like this guy's going to get the key catch when you need it. He's going to move the chains the whole game. At the end of the game, he's going to have eight catches for 100 yards. and right. They're all going to be big, important catches. He's more tight endy.
0: Yeah. Than wide receiver. Yeah, he's you know? he's like a
1: traditional tight end. Yeah. That's...
0: He's like Heath Miller if he was a lot better. Right. Like if, if Heath Miller was a lot better. He's because he can block and he does tight end stuff too. You know, like Jimmy Graham never blocked in his life. Yeah. Gronk I guess can Gronk block? I don't know. I mean, I maybe.
1: Think, I think Gronk's actually one of the best blockers in the league. He's unreal though. He's but a, he's another like breed. Bigger than anybody in the league. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> That's true. I don't know. It's it's definitely going to be an interesting game. I guess another key matchup is going to be the pass rush versus the O line. Yeah. Denver pass rush and their O line. Yeah.
0: Like I said, they do the heavy sets, so it'll be interesting. But Carolina throws deep a lot too, so which makes me think, you know, there's there there will be time for Von Miller and where to get there.
1: Oh, they're I I th- definitely think they'll get to him, and I don't think. I don't think the Panthers have played a very you know top pass rushes all year. I mean, it's they true. played. They played the Packers. The Packers have a pr- a decent pass rush. They're yeah. probably middle of the pack. They played Houston. They're middle of the pack. And I, I mean, Cam did. He he did good in those games, right. as he's done in every game. But you know, playing Denver is a, it's a whole different level than anything that he's been exposed to yet this year. So
0: yeah, it's true. I mean, you don't go fifteen and one without an easy schedule. They had the easiest schedule in the league. In retrospect, but. I mean that's kind of a weird statistic too because they win every game, so it makes the the stat go down. You know what I mean? So it, it's hard to, yeah, it's, it's hard r- to quantify really.
1: But at the same time, have you know has Denver's defense played a quarterback like Cam Newton this year? The answer to that no. is also no. Right. They haven't played a guy who's going to beat you in the air. They haven't played a guy who's going to beat you on the ground, and I mean just all the stuff. His running threat creates you know holes for the running back for wide receivers to do. Rushing, which kind of leads us into another interesting point. Carolina's run game is super diverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can I mean, do they it with Ted four Ginn, four different dudes. Yeah, Ted Ginn. They're giving it to Tolbert, mm-hmm. um, Jonathan Stewart, Cam Newton's running.
0: Yep, they have Fozzie Whitaker does like their third down kind of screen back uh, I mean, guy. they have
1: like five guys back. They're doing different stuff, and they all do their their one role really well. Yeah. Um, again, though, the Broncos have a really good rush defense yeah
0: and they don't blitz that much so like they're running a lot of 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 dog which is where you you it's technically zone coverage so they're basically relying on on their front seven or their front four i think they play four three they play three four four three they're relying on their front four we'll say
1: yeah i think they're front they rush four i think
0: um to just do it so they're not they're technically playing zone and getting these sacks just because they're they beat they're one-on-ones you know yeah so not very many teams have the luxury of doing that and that's how they can they're playing what's technically a pass defense while while rushing at the same time which is why the key to their success
1: yeah I definitely agree with that Uh, I think you want to transition to Carolina's defense though yeah Carolina's defense their secondary against Peyton Manning and the Denver receivers
0: so they got to play they got to play bum coverage they got to press that's the key so who think, do you think
1: Josh Norman covers? Is he going to cover Emmanuel Sanders? At this point, do you cover Demarius Thomas or do you just let him <laughs> drop the ball? <laughs> yeah,
0: it's almost a good stretch. He's falling off, man. I'm, I know the stats are there with him, but just the eye test doesn't.
1: He's. I think I'll trust can bounce, that dude. He can bounce back. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. But then here's another interesting point. So he had kind of his, you know, a little bit of a coming out with Tim Tebow at the end. So everyone was like, "Oh wow, you know, Demarius Thomas, he's on my radar yep, now." Yeah.
0: Sucks. And 2011 then, wild card.
1: And then all of a sudden, yeah, sorry about that. Then all of a sudden Peyton Manning comes in, and obviously Peyton Manning is going to make any receiver really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to take what skill you already have and multiply that by 10 times right. when he's in his prime. And he right. was in his prime there, as you know, evidenced by his stats yeah, on the Broncos. 50-yard, 50 50-touch 50 on you. So now that Peyton Manning's regressed, you know, Demarius Thomas is also regressed. Uh, yeah. signif- I wouldn't say a significant amount, but the eye test. Maybe to the eye test a significant amount. He just looks like the
0: kind of dude where if he makes one bad play, he doesn't bounce back from it. You know, If he makes one bad play, it's going to multiply. I, I mean, I love Emmanuel Sanders and their team. He couldn't do anything for us. I was happy to get rid of him when we got rid of him. And he's turned into a stud. He's a bona fide number one. He's in my incredible. Eyes. And Demarius Thomas is a great number two. I mean, cause the dude is... a uh, athletic freak he's like six foot five and can run a four three i mean he's got everything you would want he's just I feel like i don't know he just he drops the ball a lot he just it's know. weird
1: how the tables turn though because emmanuel sanders came there and you know i remember the beginning of the year they had west Walker the year mm-hmm. that he came and it was going to be demarius thomas and west Walker. then all of a sudden you know west Walker. i think he was suspended for uh designer drugs or something at a horse race <laughs> <laughs> He was balling like balling ex- at that ex- horse race, ecstasy or something. Yeah. That's great Suspended for, I can't remember, two to four games. Then he had a couple concussions. Yeah. So Emmanuel Sanders sneaks in there. He sneaks into the starting rotation, and all of a sudden, like over the last two years, he's their number one guy. When you look at it, yeah. Peyton looks for him first. Oh yeah. He's his go-to. He's, he's his the blanket. go-to. Yeah. And he's always open. So it's, to me, it's interesting how he became the number one. You know who I feel like. May come through that is, is a dark horse
0: and all this. You've got to think that Vernon Davis will do something. He was a really good tight end for a long time and he's a shell of himself, and they would start knowing Daniels. I mean, if they threw him out there, he could be a decoy. Like, they're not even going to cover him because he drops the ball so much, you know? So he could have a, a nice little, uh, you know, a role in the game, maybe like a four catch, 35 yards in the touchdown kind of thing.
1: I don't know. Do they trust him enough to put him out there? Yeah. He's already dropped the ball, and you know a couple really big uh, situations. I think what at the end of the year when when Denver was fighting for the number one seed, mm-hmm. which you know they ended up eventually getting anyways, despite Vernon Davis. But he dropped what would have been game ceiling or drives that would. He almost lost he made, in the game. Yeah.
0: But it would be cool, you know, for that narrative to kind of play
1: itself out. And Because he, he's good. He like, was People forget. He was really good. Yeah. I mean, he was a top guy you were going yeah. after in fantasy. Mm-hmm. Vernon Davis might have been, you know, Jimmy Graham, Gronk, Vernon Davis. Those were yeah. your guys. He's like
0: where Greg Olson is right now. He was there a couple
1: years ago. But uh, I guess the interesting thing is Peyton Manning is going to have to play a really tight game. He can't make any mistakes to mm-hmm. me. I feel like if he throws an interception, I just have a feeling it's going for a pick six.
0: Yeah. The first quarter is going to be huge, too. Panthers have been killing people. It's been over, you know, their last two games have been over in the first quarter. And then they'll let, you, they'll let you kind of sneak back in, but they don't let you win. So I feel like, you know, we'll know. We'll know with, like, six minutes left in the first quarter. And if the Broncos are still hanging around, I like the Broncos' chances. You know, because they, they come out and they throw haymakers immediately. Which is cool. It's awesome to watch. So if 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 the Broncos can kind of duck and weave for the first six minutes, play some good defense.
1: Yeah, I think they win. I think the longer the game's close, the better yeah. chance they have.
0: Then the Broncos. Broncos are so fortuitous, are they not? it's like they get bounces. People. Gostkowski misses. That dude never missed in his entire career. He, he misses had, an extra point. He had made
1: something crazy like 530 in a row.
0: Yeah. Bill Belichick forgets his brain.
1: Bill Belichick tries to go out and get cute. and. Yeah. Do...
0: Wade Phillips out-coached Bill Belichick in that game. Yeah, but Wade Phillips has goof. also been
1: – the thing about Wade Phillips is people act like he's not been a crazy good defensive coordinator yeah. for a long time. The dude is – he's a really good defensive coordinator. Well, they coordinator. just remember
0: him from Dallas, and he wasn't that good in Dallas. But he's always been good. Some dudes just don't – how do you determine if a dude is going to be a good head coach? There's no, there's no like, quantifiable method. He's like a is great Hugh, coordinator. Hugh Jackson Not, gonna be,
1: we think so, but who knows? Who knows? He's yeah. a good coordinator. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I don't know. I, I think. I think you definitely hit that though. If we. If the game's close with four minutes left in the first quarter. Yeah. I think the Broncos probably have the edge. It still. I could still see it being a close game, kind of like the AFC Championship. But Carolina does throw the knockout quick. You know when you're done. Yeah. with Carolina. I mean, they. It was something like. They're outscoring opponents fifty-five to six in the first quarter. That's insane. in yeah. the In the last in the playoffs so right. far, right? Right. So we'll see. I mean,
0: we didn't even talk about the. I guess we didn't have to talk about the Cardinals game. I don't really want to rep it in on them. I mean, Carson Palmer, thirty-four sorry. points. Yeah, it's, it's but
1: it's a pretty big blowout. And I think thirty-four <laughs> points is closer than the game felt. Yeah, it's true. Crazy. It's true. It was a snoo. I was out. I didn't even
0: like. I didn't watch second half. I was, whatever. I was exasperated from that Patriots game.
1: I like. I honestly drank really heavily during the Patriots game, and then (laughs) (laughs) the game, the Cardinals game got so out of hand. It was hard to stay awake at the (laughs) game. Yeah. But uh, Carson Palmer. What's the deal with him?
0: Always a Bengal. Once a Bengal, always a Bengal. I mean, what's no, the, I don't I – Is it the no hand idea. or
1: is he just that unclutch in the playoffs?
0: I feel like when people just shit the bed, like, they make injuries. Like, Peyton is notorious <laughs> for that. Every quarterback does this. You're where they're going to be like, oh, I had so many injuries. It's like, maybe you did, but at this six time of, turnovers, dude. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, and I mean,
1: at, at this point in the year, you've already played. That's their 18th game. Yeah. Everybody. He went Jake DeLome, dude. Yeah, he went full DeLome. He went full DeLome. Everybody's had the injuries, <laughs> yeah. so he can't fall back on that. I mean, he had the hand injury, but overall, he made – the hand injury isn't making you throw shady decisions. Yeah, like, know. you don't doesn't make you throw in a triple coverage four times. I thought the most telling thing was Cam threw his one interception of the game, and I, I think it was Patrick Peterson was running it all the way back for a touchdown, and then, you know, Ted Ginn comes out of nowhere, tackles him, like, Dude, you got he's wheels. He's got wheels. Yeah, he's got wheels. Yeah, and then the very next play, Carson Palmer throws an interception. Yeah, I was like, oh man, this the Car- The Cardinals were they're getting back in this game. Yeah,
0: and then when Patrick Peterson fumbled uh, that punt return, it was like I don't know. It was like seventeen seven. The tides were shifting. He fumbled that punt return. I was like, they're done. They're they're completely done. Yeah. Anyway, let's go.
1: All right, what's another key? We got all right. So the prop bets come out tomorrow. Okay. I always like Super Bowl prop bets. Mm. I don't actually participate in them, but they're always interesting. So I was thinking, you know, what is a a prop bet we could come up with? Okay. And I don't know if this is really quantifiable, but Ted Ginn, Demarius Thomas, who has the bigger drop in the game? You can't really quantify that. More drops, maybe. maybe, I don't know. Maybe more drops. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you you assign. I I don't know how you would do it. You can't. I mean, that's not something that you could actually bet on, but – all right, oh, over or under 100 times that Phil Simms
0: compliments Peyton Manning on like menial stuff. Like what an audible. How did he know to audible? Phil Simms loved Tim at
1: Omaha with was <laughs> yeah. was just breathtaking Jim uh, Nance. Phil Simms is really bad at announcing. He's not good this year. He's had a He's, he's had a rough year and
0: he's he's getting killed on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, he's not that I've become a Collinsworth guy and I didn't think that, that I
1: I like Aikman too. Yeah. I'm not a big Joe Buck guy, but I like I like Aikman. I like yeah. uh I like the Collinsworth crew.
0: That was put Joe Puck and Troy Aikman in really small rooms. They always seem like they're about about four inches from each other. But um no, I, I and I love Collinsworth. I, I don't know, it's he loves the game. He's got a little bit of a draw and I get why people don't like he kind of looks like Matthew McConaughey. He's got the same like braggadocious thing, but I love it. I think he's and and he loves football and he's a good analyst. He's killed it this year.
1: Yeah, he's done a really good job. And
0: th- there were talks at the beginning of the year that he wasn't even going to have a job because I think he was drunk <laughs> in a preseason game or something. I was like, dude, it's a, whatever. It's preseason. It's preseason Let man. the man get drunk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't. I don't remember Phil Simms being that bad. I actually remember liking him a couple years ago and and not liking Collinsworth. This year, it's just like, man. Yeah,
1: it could be. Similar to uh, you know how players are, maybe you can have a down year as an announcer. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Maybe Phil Sims has some stuff going on, and he you know his heart's not fully in it. I don't know. We need to do a top five announcers at some point. I think so.
0: I think in the in the off season we're gonna switch over to a lot of lists. I'm gonna start cu- talking basketball too, but I think we're gonna do a lot of lists. Maybe get a uh, get fan votes on on some lists like you cool. know
1: just top five quarterbacks. Yeah. Maybe You know top five. The dream, the dream teams that never were, yeah, like, the Eagles a couple years ago, the dream team, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crowned before the season and didn't make the playoffs. Vince,
0: Vince Young is very sad. He's been very sad. He's got, just got another DWI. I hope he turns around. It's just like, that dude could have been great. Yeah. When he was good, he was great. Like, he uh, – I love that. That was the best college football game of all time, number one, his Texas game, was – it was the best college football game I've ever seen in my life. It was, it was fantastic. Yeah.
1: It's sad that that didn't translate to, you know, his maybe his decisions are styled and just didn't uh, get the success in the NFL. All
0: right, you want to talk basketball? Let's talk basketball.
1: All right, we can talk a little basketball. What
0: do you think about uh, old Blake Griffin?
1: <laughs> well, I could <laughs> – I don't know. I mean, I understand that. If you're an NBA guy – I, we don't know the whole story, so I don't know if Blake Griffin started it or if, if right. the other guy started it. He broke his hand
0: punching an equipment manager and equipment the, manager had to go to the hospital and stuff.
1: Yeah, so for those who don't know. Right. But, um, yeah, I here's my thing on it. Just because you're a basketball guy doesn't mean you're not a normal person. If somebody, we don't know the whole story, so right. if, You know, if the equipment manager's in his face talking mad shit, then, yeah, he deserves to get punched. Yeah. But at the same time, you owe it to your team not to break your hand punching an equipment manager and out for 6 weeks. And we don't we don't know did Blake Griffin start it did the equipment manager right. start it? I, no,
0: I I agree. I always I usually side with, with the players in this cuz they have to deal with so much stuff. You know, like players have to deal with with Twitter and with all this stuff that old, older players didn't have to deal with. Could you imagine like like um, LaMarcus Aldridge had, had to delete his Twitter after the last game, after he got smoked by the Warriors, which everybody does. It's not like, I think he had like five points on like, you know, Allen Iverson, eight of 27 shooting kind of, kind of night.
1: Right. But I mean, if you look earlier in the season, Jalil Okafor punched a guy in a bar. Right. It happens. And the guy was talking shit to him in a bar. I mean, right. what do you think is going to happen if you're talking shit to Jalil Why would Okafor... you do it?
0: Like, why are you? These dudes are crazy athletic and and like six foot eight at least. I would not I would not talk down to
1: that guy. No, I guess for Blake Griffin though I need to know a little bit more about the right. story before I can give my full opinion. But uh is Doc Rivers seems is a, pissed?
0: Are Stock Rivers a good coach?
1: I don't think so.
0: I don't think so either. Austin Rivers cannot even play basketball. Number one, he should be an accountant or something else because he's. He has like the lowest PR of any – he's not even a point guard. He's technically a two. They play him as a point guard, so they don't even have a backup point guard. I just – I can't stand watching the Clippers. They just need – they need to back a backup point guard. They need to get rid of DeAndre Jordan. The, the pieces don't work. Like, you, dude, how many years are you going to come in third place in the West? You know?
1: If they even come in third place this year. I mean, you have the yeah. Thunder. You have – I mean, it – if you didn't have the Warriors, everyone would be talking about how great the Spurs are. I mean, look at the Spurs record. It's right. like 38-7 and seven or something. Yeah. That, that's pretty incredible at this time of year. Yeah, it is. And, but the Warriors are just on a tear. And, I mean, the West, and then outside of that, you have the Thunder. So, to me, they're clearly the fourth. Yeah. They're fourth there. and I mean, there might be some other teams. There's not. That's the thing. There's so many bad teams in basketball. That's, like.
0: There are only four or five good teams, four or five title contenders, and the rest of the teams are terrible, and and are, it's bad basketball, and you're not gonna watch, and and no one cares, and that's th- that's the difference. Like even the bad teams in football, you know, like the Jaguars and stuff, make it interesting, right? And are putting stuff together. There's just not enough. It's almost like there should be like 20 teams, you know.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. It's like, it is weird, because to me, there's four teams in it this year. Right. You have the three teams in the West, the Warriors, Spurs, and Thunder. Mm. Realistically, probably eliminate the Thunder, and just the Warriors and Spurs. And then, in the East, it's just the Cavs. Yeah. Maybe the Heat. I don't know. It's and probably just the Cavs. It's just the Cavs. They're going to the championship again. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's It's probably the difference why the NBA doesn't bring as many fans in. I mean, I enjoy watching the NBA a lot, but, you know, football, anybody truly at the beginning, beginning of the season, minus five, seven teams, right. has a shot at the Super My, Bowl. Really,
0: minus the Browns. Yeah. Everybody else could figure it out. Right. It just, I don't know. Like, I'm a Knicks fan, and, you know, we don't have the pieces right now, but it's still exciting, though. That's one thing is, you can be... Excited about your team and know that they're not a contender. Like it's fun with with Borzingas just to watch him because it, the dude is a freak and he's, he's young. could be Dirk Nowitzki and you know and it's exciting. I think we could bring free agents in to build around him.
1: Yeah, I think he has that allure to people. Yeah,
0: which maybe if we got one more piece, like if we got somebody that could could lead, and then an aging Carmelo to play D Wade, how D Wade was in uh, in Miami, right when when they were competitive you know that could be a nice nice little trio i don't know If kd came over to to the knicks that's wishful thinking but everybody wants or russell KD. westbrook i'd almost rather have russell westbrook he's really I, good god he's awesome to watch no one plays harder than him
1: remember a couple the- years ago everyone hated him yeah i've been a fan of him uh, i've been sticking up with him i remember it was me and you we were in the basement and someone else was here one of our buddies was. Was over and he, he was just giving Russell Westbrook a bunch of shit. Yeah, we uh, always
0: been Russell Westbrook. I've been
1: a Russell Westbrook guy since the beginning because yeah. he had this. He's put it all together now. He's put all the tools.
0: Yeah, and I think him and Katie's dynamic is better now than it. They like take turns being alpha. You know, they're like, oh, I'll take now, you go later. You know, no, it's, you it's, score
1: forty points this game. Yeah. I'll score forty points next game.
0: It's crazy that two of the top five basketball players are on the same team, and I don't think that team has a realistic chance.
1: They're two they, of the top 5 MVP. Yeah. Yeah, right now. They're in the they're in the MVP race and Why
0: can't they get like why is their bench so shitty? Why can they not like they have always like en- Enos Cantor and like all these terrible dudes.
1: I don't know. I don't know the answer. Yeah. It's It's like they can't bring people in or they don't want to spend money or they don't know how to bring pe- I don't know what it is. Yeah.
0: I think we'd be remiss too, if we can talk about the uh the old David Blatt situation. First dude to get fired while leading the conference is kind of crazy.
1: I think it's straight crap that LeBron claims he didn't know that he got fired. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, it, that just, I don't care if LeBron wanted him to get fired and he got fired because of LeBron. Mm-hmm. To me, that's fine. I mean, that's your, your star player. The Cavs are good because they have LeBron, not right. because of David Blatt. Right. So I think that's fine that they fired him and all. The thing is, though, you're not firing your coach without consulting LeBron. Right. It's not like, oh, LeBron, hey, by the way, we fired a coach after he went 30-11. and 11. This is people's beef with LeBron.
0: And I'm a LeBron dude. Like, through and through a LeBron guy. But he does, like, we don't believe you, man. Come on. Be real with us. Like, you asked this dude. You, you, you know, you godfathered him. You had a meeting in a room. And you're, like, talking to the general manager. And you're, like, Listen.
1: Well, he's done yeah <laughs> and,
0: and and that's fine like okay you want to move in a different direction maybe tyron Lewis is is a better player's coach and we'll get them I don't know they kind of like, like the pieces don't work the pieces don't work Kevin love doesn't work if they they were talking about playing them in shifts so they'd have like Kevin love would be on the on the b squad you know coming in into yeah. the first quarter kind of thing and that that could work because Kevin love needs a ball at the exact same position that LeBron needs the ball, at the top of the key or at the elbow. Like, that's where they both do their work. So it's difficult when they're the same player who need the ball in the same place. It just doesn't fit, you know?
1: Right. And another thing the Cavs are doing is they're paying, you know, four big men big money in a league where everyone's going small. Yep.
0: Yeah, and you can't even play,
1: like... You can't play them all at the same time. Yeah.
0: You can't even play two of them. I mean... They just didn't see the trend coming. They didn't see the small ball trend. And I don't know, is the small ball thing around for good? Or is it just like the Warriors are an outlier and this is going to be, they're going to be legendary for a little while. And they're going to be like, remember when everyone was, remember when they were dominating the league with dudes that were like Draymond playing center at six, seven?
1: I think there'll definitely be some um, imitation Steph Curry players soon in the future. But I, I don't know. I mean, you can't. Steph Curry's on just a ridiculous tear right now. Best I mean his of all time. his efficiency Already. is out of this world. Yeah. Earlier this year I mean it was he was on record to shatter it. I mean I think he's pretty much even with the record maybe a little bit better, maybe yeah. a little bit worse right now. But I mean he the guy can shoot anywhere and they Yeah. yeah without him on the floor they're not they're good but they're not you know. Yeah. They're not unstoppable without him on the floor. And and it's yeah his PR was
0: 35 earlier in the season which is unreal just ridiculous. I couldn't do that you know on NBA 2K, okay. but it's just it's really special it's really fun too because everyone loves him you know it's like this doesn't happen in society where we just embrace
1: like I've I honestly don't think I've ever met anyone who just has a beef with with Curry right I can't think of one person who just hates him for no reason
0: there's nothing I mean
1: because if you saw him on the street, it'd be like you would be like, "Oh, that guy's definitely a
0: basketball player." Right. He's like six three. I mean, he's tall, but he's a regular looking dude. He's kind of shrimpy, and he's the best shooter of all time. Like, <laughs> this is insane. I don't know. It,
1: the best and, handles in the league right and now. And he's
0: from twenty. So he takes crazy shots, and you're like, "Oh, this is terrible," but he makes all of them from like twenty seven feet and beyond. He's fifty percent. That's like closer to half court than the three point line.
1: It's, it's insane, you know? Yeah, I mean, he's on pace right now for 50-40-90. There's only been probably less than 10 50-40-90 guys before. Yeah. For those out there, it's he 50% from the field, 40% from 3 and 90 from the yeah. a free throw. So legendary splits. That's, that's how you determine if somebody's legendary. a legend. Yeah. I mean, I think Kevin Durant got it a couple years ago and Dirk's would, done it. Yeah. Yeah. And they were right on the line. Yeah. I mean, right now he's like 55. d Steve Nash. Steve Nash did it in one year. Yeah. I mean, there's some there's Kareem, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Not Kareem. I don't know. Probably not Kareem. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I said Kareem. <laughs> sure.
0: I don't know. Yeah, he did a lot he of other, lot other good stuff, though.
1: But uh, it's crazy.
0: All right, so who comes out of the West?
1: Right now, you know, barring any injuries, I think I think the Warriors still come out. I think. I think they can beat the Spurs. I think it's going to be a good series. It'll probably go six to seven games. But I think the Warriors, if they stay healthy, I I still think they're the best team in the NBA. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's going to – I think we're due for Warriors-Cavs too, which is awesome. I'm down for it, you know, because even if, like – the thing that's worrisome, though, if you're a Cleveland fan, is that they don't play good against the good teams. They look awesome against the Milwaukee Bucks of the world, but, again, against the Spurs and the Thunder and – and the Warriors, they just don't feel like they're number one. Not even in shape, and number two, like they just can't, they can't hang against good teams. They don't, they're they're slow and kind of clunky. Their pieces are weird, you know. It's just kind of, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm in the East. The Cavs are coming out right.
0: Bulls are interesting though. Bulls could give somebody a run, you know.
1: Yeah. So. I'm looking up the fifty, forty, ninety. So we have Larry Bird, Mark Price, Reggie Miller, Steve Nash. One, t- Steve Nash did it four times. Man, Steve and Nash is un-
0: is he underrated? He's got to be underrated. Like, yeah, he's. Underrated. And he won MVP twice, so I guess he can't be underrated. But shout out to Steve Nash. What was he-, he was awesome to watch back in the day? Yeah, he was awesome definitely.
1: Yeah. And then then you have Dirk and uh, Kevin. So I don't know why I said uh, Kareem. I think I was thinking of Larry Bird. Yeah. That, Not even comparing. I don't don't know. (laughs) Sure. Whatever. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, yeah. I mean, that's how you determine if somebody's really. I mean,
1: that's a legendary season. Yeah. Yeah. He'll get it. I mean, he's he's borderline with the three. He's like 40, he's low 40s with the three. And uh, I mean, he kind of doesn't do himself a favor. Indonesia. Yeah. I feel like if he's shooting right at the line, he's 50 or 60%. Yeah. But he's shooting from half court. Yeah. Just, just, just to casually. Do it. It's it's cool though
0: because you've kind of seen him come of age and get that like Michael Jordan eye of the tiger like he feels himself and it's cool to see, you know he's got he's got the tenacity that we always wanted LeBron James to have but he's never really shown it you know LeBron is it's a different
1: kind of player obviously but know, yeah, LeBron's more I don't know like like you're saying with Steph he's going out there he's he knows he's gonna shoot he, he knows he's gonna score he wants to slit your throat yeah yeah. Yeah, LeBron doesn't quite have that. He wants to have it, but it's like he's too nice. Remember yeah. a couple years ago when people were talking about Kevin Durant being too nice? Yeah. It's almost like LeBron's too nice, too. Different kind of
0: player, too. He's not like... Like, if you have 15 seconds left, you know, the the thing that LeBron is going to do is drive, pull in the defense, kick it t- to the shooter. You know, he's he's just... Different player. Yeah. He's non-aggressive to a fault, almost. He just, he's a pass-first guy. He's not selfish. I mean, he plays basketball like the, the purest way you can play it.
1: But he's so good that at the same time, he should be a little bit selfish. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you you hate to fault a guy for not being selfish, but right. sometimes LeBron just needs to say, hey, the best player, or, well, was the best player in the world then, probably still is the best player in the yeah. world. I don't know, it's gotten a little more murky with – Steph Curry, you know Westbrook, Kevin Durant, right? But
0: it, well, it's year thirteen. Yeah. For LeBron. Yeah, dude. he's he's on. He's been retired after thirteen years. For some context, this was Larry Bird's last season, and he's already. I mean, obviously, it's different because Larry Bird played five years of college ball, and LeBron didn't go to college. But I mean, he's got a lot of mileage. He's post, you know, on the downward end of his prime, I guess, starting the descent. I agree. You know, but
1: he's he's probably still the best player in the world.
0: Yeah. All right. Here's what we're gonna do next week. We're gonna do two lists: one football, one basketball. Let's do. Hmm. What do you want to do, football-wise?
1: Football. Let's do. Let's do the five best Super Bowl teams of all time.
0: All right. Okay. Let's do
1: five best NBA seasons. Okay. Cool. Yeah. We don't. I mean, we can do best for the football. It could be the same way, but I guarantee that they probably won the Super Bowl with the best season. Well, I
0: mean, I'm talking individually. You mean M- like more per so, player? Yeah, per yeah, player. Okay. yeah. All right, all right, cool. All right, that'll do it this for this week. Uh, Tyler and Tyler podcast. Follow yeah. us on Twitter at Tyler and Tyler
1: Pod Va. Um, like us on Facebook at Tyler and Tyler Pod Va. <laughs> Let's get this thing out here. We're gonna be uh getting our iTunes up soon, yeah. so get that, it'll, it'll auto download where you can listen to us each week. Yeah.
0: So you have to subscribe to us please and then you'll it'll weekly download automatically, which will be nice. Alright, cool. Is that it? Yeah, I think that's that'll it. do it. Alright, take it easy.